We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Striking Gold, your 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Network. My name is Rob Lauder. I cover the 49ers for all of you fine folks on the other side of the speaker. Appreciate you tuning in. Appreciate you being here. Happy 2024. I mean, we've spoken since New Year's, but still, it's 2024 now. I hope this year is uh, significantly better than 2023. Uh, I don't, and not for no, for no specific reason other than I hope it's a better year. I just hope things get better for everybody. You know, no, no reason in particular. Just hope, just hope it. Uh, this episode of course is brought to you by prize picks today. We're going to talk about the 49ers 20 to 21. I always want to say the 49ers score first, even though technically I think you're always supposed to say the, the winning teams score first. 21-20 loss to the Rams, but I always want to say 20-21 to 21 because 20 is the 49ers score, and that's kind of like the focus. I don't know. Now I feel like an idiot. 21-20 to 20 loss to the Los Angeles Rams in what was essentially a Week 18 preseason game. The studs from both teams sat out. I mean, not all of them, uh, but for no matter what, for the majority of the game, uh, both teams' studs sat out. Trent Williams went for like one drive. Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk went for like the first two drives. Um, you know, the offensive line slowly started to come out, minus the two left and right guards. Uh, obviously, Brock Purdy didn't play. Christian McCaffrey didn't play. Uh, so it was, I mean, you have to lead with that. You have to lead with the fact that this was not a normal 49ers football game. It was not even a normal Rams football game. It was not a normal football game. The, the team meant very little to both players. Um, it did have some significance to the Rams. If the Rams would have lost this game, they would have been the seventh seed rather than the sixth seed. And that would have meant they would be traveling to the Cowboys next week rather than the Lions, which is what they're doing. We'll talk about that 
uh, a little bit later. Uh, the game itself wasn't important for the 49ers, but I like to think that some of what we saw was important. Uh, we saw the 49ers depth struggling all over the field. Uh, and there were some good things, but most of the good things came from when, when the 49ers starters were still on the field. The 49ers won, uh, were leading at halftime, 22, what was it? I've got my halftime report. 20 to 7 uh, at halftime, and they ended up losing 21 to 20. So no second half points scored by the 49ers. And, and at the second half, not because the 40, that's when the 49ers found a way to lose, uh, but at the second half is when things started to look very preseason-esque when it comes to the numbers that were on the field, the players that you did or didn't recognize. Uh, that's when things started to seem very, very much like a preseason game. And and the 49ers played like like a preseason team. So um my kind of like my summary with this game, and we're gonna get into why, is nothing that happened in this game made me lose any confidence with the 49ers, nor should it. Again, it was a shell of the, of the 49ers were a shell of themselves and what they put on the field and the amount of personnel that were out there. Even the plays that were being called Kyle Shanahan, knowing that they're going to see the Rams, uh, that they're likely to see the Rams in a couple weeks. Now these two teams know each other. Like I wouldn't say the back of their hands, but Kyle Shanahan, if, if I'm Kyle Shanahan, and again, we'll talk about this in a little bit, I'm assuming that I'm going to see the Rams in a couple weeks. So even the play calling was probably vanilla as hell. You know, just not having Christian McCaffrey out there drastically changes what the 49ers do on offense. So I'm I'm not overreacting to any of this, whether it's on the defense, whether it's on the offense. Again, by the time that second half rolled around, it really did seem like we were watching some type of late in the year preseason game. So none of this damaged my confidence in the 49ers, but in terms of what happened, it certainly didn't give me any additional confidence, especially in the ability of the backup players to, you know, push for any more of a significant role and obviously at the forefront of the storyline. And it's going to be what everybody talks about for at least another week. And maybe two, unfortunately was Jake Moody, the 49ers rookie third round kicker. Now keep in mind, and it's important to know this first, Jake Moody had just come, come off a string in which he made, 60 extra point kicks in a row, which is an NFL record since they've moved the extra points back. So if you're going to come at Jake Moody, make sure you mention that first. And trust me, we're going to come at Jake Moody and everybody's going to come at Jake Moody. But you also have to note that the dude was, was on a pretty good stretch. I don't think he'd missed a field goal since all the way back to October. Uh, I want to say it was against the Vikings. I can pull it up. Jake Moody stats. Yep, I'm looking up kicker stats. Let's do it. So excited. Okay, so field goal attempts, field goals made. Yes, it looks like his last miss was against Cleveland, which would was the, uh, the game loser. A, an attempt at a game winner. Yeah, looks like his last miss was at Cleveland, and he missed twice, once from 50-plus and once from somewhere in the 40s. It doesn't say the exact miss on here. Um, as of right now, Jake Moody sits at, I believe, 19th, 19th in the NFL when it comes to field goal percentages made. 
He's at 87 and a half. I'm not exactly sure. No, this doesn't take into account um, the Rams game. So that's going to drop a little bit. Uh, like I said, which is around 19th in the NFL. He's missed a game winner before. There's not the people talking about Jake Moody are not overblowing the importance of what happened today. It, it's been a thing. And I believe it was Guy Haberman on Twitter making the point that like, even since, even since Jake Moody's last miss, the kicks he's made have sometimes even looked like, whoa, hey, like if you know, you know. If you watched it, you watched it. Now, you can certainly have the attitude, oh, well, if they went, if they went through, they went through. It doesn't matter. Sure, you can think that, but it, it's not the case. Obviously, you'd love every field goal to just fly right down the middle of the uprights. That's why announcers love mentioning when they kicked it right down the middle of the uprights. Um, and quite a few of Jake Mooney's field goals that he's made have looked a little. Mm. Both of today's field goals that he missed, or excuse me, he missed one 38-yard field goal and he mixed, missed an extra point, both fading to the right, and the 49ers lost by one point. So even if he had missed the field goal and still made the extra point, the 49ers would have at least been tied there towards the end of the game when the Rams made their two-point conversion. That would have been to tie the game and we would have been blessed with Week 18 overtime, given the 49ers' inability to move the ball. So, and, and if, if you really take every piece of that game as fact, then I think the 49ers probably would have lost when Sam Darnold fumbled on the last drive. The Rams would have taken over right there, and then they would have kicked their own field goal to win it. So I guess we wouldn't have had a tie game. But again, this is multiverse of madness stuff I'm not, I don't want to get into. Um, but the 49ers lost by one, and Jake Moody left four points on the board. Um, it's a thing, no matter what you want to think, and no matter how positive you want to be, Jake Moody is a thing. Uh, the 49ers in the playoffs are going to do absolutely everything in their power to in, to avoid a Moody moment. Whether that's, I mean, you can you can attribute that to losing a game because of their kicker or just losing points because of their kicker. You know, they, they could still, Jake Moody could miss kicks and the 49ers still win the game. And if that happens, you better bet your ass a new kicker is coming through that door. If Moody misses kicks in the playoffs, yet the 49ers still win, there will be a new kicker brought into that building because they cannot put the fate of that team's playoff hopes in you know, a possible Super Bowl champs into a, a rookie kicker who has not done what he needs to do and still confidence. So, and now we know that Jake Moody has two weeks to think about all this. Kyle was asked how he felt after the game. He was asked if he'd consider bringing in another kicker. He said, no, Moody's been good. We're going to stick with him. And, he, and in a way, he has been good. Again, 60 of 60 on extra points is impressive. Obviously, no one else did it. You know, I'm not saying it's the end-all, be-all of, of a good kicker because it clearly isn't. The 49ers would have a different record if they had a quote-unquote good kicker. But, I mean, it's something to be noted. and. You know, the the only way that this goes away, the only way to alleviate this this moody moment is for drum roll. How about he makes the kicks? If the 49ers somehow manage to win a playoff game based on Jake Moody's kick, a lot of it goes away. It doesn't all go away because people are going to be wondering if he can do it again. But it's at that point where it's going to be a consistent talking point until Moody does enough to shut people up. That's just the way it is. 
And here's the problem. Here's the bottom line. I can guarantee you the 49ers, nor do the fan base, have confidence that Jake Moody is going to hit a field goal inside of the 50. And that's not even, I'm not even, I'm not even giving him more than 50 yards, which is not uncommon for teams to attempt field goals, field goals over 50 yards. I'm talking about inside of 50 yards. I can guarantee you the 49ers do not have confidence in him making that kick. So be prepared for some fourth downs, which may be the right decision to begin with. But it's the harsh reality of things. I can guarantee you the 49ers, if they're looking at 45 yards, are not going to want to send Moody out there, and that's a problem. Period. It is. It is. That's just all there is to it. Uh, in the first half, Cleveland Farrell defensive end was carted off the field with what looked like a knee injury. Kyle Shanahan said after the game that um, he was MCL, his ACL was okay. Um, they believed it to be some sort of a sprain, but he needed more information. Uh, Matt Barrows of The Athletic talked to uh, Farrell after the game, and he said he was fine. He didn't expect to miss time. He said he wasn't walking with a limp. So we'll see. I mean, players are always optimistic. Coaches are at least initially, typically very cautious. So we'll see what goes on with that. And, and Farrell's just good depth along the defensive end. He plays snaps. He played in every game this season. I think this was the first game in which he missed time. So it'll be interesting to see where they go from that. Juwan Jennings missed his third straight week with a concussion. I mean, and, and maybe this week he was held out as a precaution because they didn't really need him to go. So, I mean, you, we might be able to just say it was two weeks, but, I mean, this was his third third week missing a game due to a concussion, which is rare. And, and believe me, I'm the last person on, on earth to downplay the significance of a concussion. Maybe I would have downplayed them until I got one myself, but um, they're serious, and obviously the brain is an incredible thing that can be – we've seen in, in the past, whether it be in sports or in life, that the smallest things can change the way a brain works. So – I'm always definitely in favor of, of caution when it comes to uh, anything to do with the brain, but it's definitely worth noting that Jennings has now missed three weeks with a concussion. I'm assuming very large assumption that he will be ready to go for the playoffs, but that's just me. Sam Darnold started the entire game, looked okay, looked solid. You know, in the first half, I would say he looked good. Um in the by the at the end of the first half, Darnold was 14 of 19 for 168 yards and one touchdown for a 117.9 rating. That also included a quarterback sneak that went for a touchdown as well. So two total touchdowns to his name. Um, and, and you could see on Twitter that the the accounts that were tweeting out, you know, Sam Darnold is is lighting up the first half. You know, 14 of 19, two total touchdowns, no interceptions. And the replies were all, see, it is the system. It's not per, you know. But if you were watching that game, there were definitely some, some decent throws that Darnold made, but that kind of fell apart as the offensive line fell apart, as the receivers, you know, the quality of receivers on the field started to lessen. Um, it's, Darnold late in the game threw a few. One, he escaped pressure and got the ball downfield to Ray Ray McLeod, who subsequently dropped it when the defender hit him. Then it, during their attempt at a game-winning drive, he threw it to... Uh, Chris Conley, um, who dropped it when he went to tuck the ball in, the defender hit him. So definitely some drops that really hampered Darnold's total numbers, which I will give you. So Darnold finished 16 of 26 
So let me go back to that. There, that I mean, that'll tell you how the second half went for the 49ers right there. Donald was 14 of 19 at halftime, and he finished 16 of 26. He had five or seven more pass attempts and only two more completions for a total of 189 yards and one touchdown. And again, he had that uh, that rushing touchdown. Sam uh, Carson Wentz, for whatever reason, just decided to turn into a rushing quarterback. He had 17 attempts for 56 yards and the go-ahead touchdown. Um, his touchdown technically wasn't the go-ahead, but the two-point conversion he threw afterwards was. He was having a good time out there. Um, but it was, again, it's the whole second half of the game was just like this weird preseason contest, not necessarily to be taken seriously. If you look at the uh, the possessions from the game, the 49ers only possessed the ball three times. Well, technically, no, we'll go four. They possessed the ball four times in the second half. In the first half, they also had four possessions, but they went touchdown, touchdown, missed field goal, touchdown. And then they went in the second half, punt, 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 fumble, game over. So it was definitely a tale of two halves for the 49ers. I don't know if it was changes they made on the offensive line. But if you look at their second half production, they gained a total of nine plus six is 15 minus seven. Yes, minus seven. So that brings us back down to eight and then plus 18. So they had 26 total yards in the second half. That is um, bad. Not good. Not good. Not good, Bob. I think it's not great, Bob. Excuse me, just clear my throat. Hopefully my mic successfully muted for that. Looks like it did. So when you're looking at the second half, the, you know, the offensive line sucks. Darnold sort of sucked. I mean, what more could he have done? The receivers sucked. They were dropping balls left and right. It just got weird. You know, it just got weird. It got very preseason-esque, and that's why I'm not going to overreact to the loss or anything that came with the loss. To me, to sum up the game, and then we're going to get to your takeaways, it was kind of like a momentum thing. You know, the 49ers lost to the Ravens. Then they came back and they beat the Commanders with a perfectly fine win, no problems. And then they come out and they lose to the Rams. And this is not your normal loss at all, not even a little bit. But as an organization, as a team... Do you think they just feel a little shitty heading into the playoffs? You know, not like imposter syndrome shitty, like we shouldn't be the number one seed. We're, you know, not like that. But um, you got to wonder what the vibes are in the building heading into a, the playoffs. And I don't think they're they're professional players. A lot of these players have been deep into the postseason or been in the Super Bowl. I, I don't think that it's it's a problem. But to me, that's the only downside to losing a game like this. You get beaten by a division rival. You know that that loss helped them out just a little bit. Um, and you're kind of just walking into the locker room like, all right, you know, on to the next one rather than, you know, fuck yeah, Taco Bell, let's go. It's a inside joke from a TikTok my brother sends me. It's this guy that uses the, type, the Taco Bell Snapchat filter where it like does a roulette above your head and tells you what Taco Bell item you are. And this, I don't know who this, I don't know this dude's name, but he does it. And he goes, is that a beef quesadilla? Fuck yeah. Taco Bell. Like it's like, it's just, it has no like cultural significance whatsoever, but it's funny. And uh, so fuck yeah. Taco Bell. Sorry, kids. earmuffs. 
Um, so again, it was just one of those weird games where the first half looked more kind of like what you'd expect from the Niners, especially with the personnel that are out there. Um, but it, you know, and again, that was cool and all, but the Rams were missing some personnel too. I don't know. It, it's tough to really, I, I would just caution anybody from making any sweeps, sweeping judgments on the game. To me, it's more of just a, a vibe check, a confidence thing, a momentum thing type of deal. Are they going to be able to come out, um, in essentially two weeks? and have the energy and the momentum that you want them to have. I assume yes, but, you know, is what it is. Um, around the league. No, you know what? Okay, no, we'll do around the league right now because um, we just need to talk about where the 49ers are uh, within the NFL and how the playoffs are because that's all set for the NFC. So let's talk about it real quick. First thing to talk about, though, is the Eagles have officially – Fallen apart. The 49ers have officially broken the Eagles. You know, I'm going to go to the Eagles schedule because we're going to, I mean, I just want to talk about this. All right. So we, when we did talk about this, but let's, let's go all the way back. You know, they lost to the jets in a weird game and then they beat the crap out of the dolphins. Then they beat the commanders. And then they beat the Cowboys. And then they had a bye week. And then they beat the Chiefs. And then they beat the Bills. And then they faced the 49ers and lost 19-42. to And at that time, when they beat the Bills, I believe they were, what, 8 or 9-1? and 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 and 1. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Yeah, so when they met the 49ers, the Eagles were 10 and 1. The 49ers beat them 19 to 42. Now, don't blame me on flipping the numbers on that one. I'm looking at them. See, the, the Eagles website lists the numbers how I feel like you should say them with the, the your team's numbers first. Anyways, they lost 42 to 19, and then they lost 33 to 13 to Dallas, and then they lost 20 to 17 against the Seahawks, and then they barely beat the Giants. And then they lost 35 to 31 to the Cardinals. And now they just lost 27 to 10 against the Giants. I believe they were losing 24 to 0 at halftime. The Eagles barely managed one win since the 49ers beat the brakes off them. They they were 10 and 1 at that time. And then they went 10 and 2 on the Niners, 10 and 3 on the Cowboys, 10 and 4 on the Seahawks, 11 and 4 on the Giants. 11 and 5 after the Cardinals and 11 and 6 after the Giants. That's crazy. I mean, if you were ever looking for one of those definitive examples that the 49ers have broken a team, that's it right there. <laughs> to go from 10 and 1 to 11 and 6, damn. And now they're just basically limping into the playoffs. Jalen Hurts, his finger was like turned backwards at one point. It looks like they lost one of their starting safeties, Sidney Brown, to a torn ACL. I know A.J. Brown had a knee injury at one point, but I don't think that's expected to be serious. That is a weird phenomenon. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. But like I said, the stage in the NFC is set. The 49ers, as we know, hold a first round bye. The number two seed Cowboys will play the seven seed Packers um, at home. The number three Lions will play the Rams at home. And the number four Buccaneers will take the Eagles at home. And if you're looking at me to predict this, I know you guys probably aren't looking at me to predict this, but I'm going to predict it anyway because this is my show, goddammit, and that's what we're going to do. Hashtag striking gold fam. Um, I think the Cowboys beat the Packers. I think the Rams beat the Lions. And I think the Bucks beat the Eagles. And I don't think the Bucks are good, but the Eagles are just finding new ways to lose. Devolving in front of us. So that what that would mean is the 49ers uh, would face the Rams at Levi's Stadium, like they just did um, in two weeks for the divisional round of the playoffs. The Cowboys would face um, the Buccaneers and the Lions would fit. Wait, I'm doing something wrong here. Okay, so the Cowboys would face the Bucks, two versus four. The Lions would be out because they lost. Yeah. So the Cowboys would face the Bucks and the 49ers would face the Rams. And again, if I'm looking at this group, Cowboys, Lions, Buccaneers, Eagles, Rams, Packers, I think the Rams are the most dangerous team in the playoffs outside of the 49ers. I would rather face the Cowboys. I would rather face the Lions. I'd rather face every other team on this list other than those Rams. And if you ask me, they are going to face the Rams in two weeks. But the Rams do have to travel to Detroit and beat the Lions, which is no easy easy gig. But the Lions, I'm not saying the Lions are fraudulent by any stretch of the imagination, but we've seen them play in weird games, and so have the Niners, so have every team. But I just, I feel like the Rams are going to have what it takes to beat the Lions. Matthew Stafford's going to know a little bit about Jared Goff. I'm not sure if that's going to be of value, but, you know, if the Lions beat the Rams, however, let's just say the Cowboys still beat the Packers. If the Lions beat the Rams, then the 49ers would face the winner of the Bucks and Eagles. Could be the Bucks, could be the Eagles. Don't think the 49ers care either way. I think they probably beat the brakes off of either team. But to me, the Rams are the one. I don't know why. I mean, I do know why. Because Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua and Sean McVay and Aaron Donald, and they're not perfect. But they are playing, I think they've won six of their last seven. The Rams, you know, the Rams. I just, I think they're dangerous. I think they're dangerous, and I do expect them to beat the Lions. The only way that the the Rams could beat the Lions and the 49ers wouldn't play them is if the Packers go into Cowboys, into AT&T Stadium, and upset uh, the Cowboys, which is not outside the realm of reality. I think the Cowboys are a much better football team than the Packers. 
but this is a Mike McCarthy team uh, that that you never really know what you're going to get. So we'll see. And Jordan Love seems to have a little bit of special sauce to him. We'll see what they can do. So there's your, there's your playoffs. There's your playoffs. Again, one more time next week, 49ers will not be playing. They've got their first round by uh, Packers at Cowboys, Rams at Lions and Eagles at Buccaneers. Eagles at Buccaneers. Um, I will talk briefly about my prize picks, which did not go well. Let me, you know what? Let me, let me just to, to laugh at myself. George Pickens, boop, 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 stats. Let's Google it. George Pickens last, let's just say five games, 86. Let's go further. 58 yards, 86 yards, 19 yards, 47 yards, 195 yards, 131 yards. And then when the moment I add him to my prize picks, he gets zero yards. All I needed for him to do was go over 49. And after two games of 195 and 131, you know, with Mason Rudolph, I was like, ah, that shouldn't be too problem. Turns out it was absolutely pouring rain. It wasn't necessarily, that didn't necessarily mean they weren't passing though, because I think it was Deontay Johnson like went off. Yeah, zero catches. Cool. CeeDee Lamb did go on over 92 yards. So I hit on that one. And Mike Evans had 22. Even if you go to Mike Evans stats, it's it's like it's like I'm bad luck, I think. Mike Evans stats. Yep, here we go. 57 yards, 86 yards, 70 yards, and then 22. Man. Well, outside of my discontent, if you don't know what prize picks is, it's daily fantasy sports made easy. Made very easy. You're picking two to six players inside an array of sports. You're picking more or less on whatever statistic it gives you with that player. Receiving yards, passing yards, rushing yards, field goals, uh, tackles, sacks, whatever you want. Two to six players, pick more or less, watch the winnings roll in. Unless you're me, I'm not watching the winnings roll in, but that might be user error more than anything. But as you can see, there's also just some some shitty luck at play for your boy. If you're going to sign up, there's no better time to get on the prize pick strain than for the playoffs. Why not add a little bit of spice to the to the meal? Um, you're going to go to pricepicks.com slash gold. And you're going to use the promo code gold. Pricepicks.com slash gold. Gold, excuse me. I didn't even say a word slash gold. Just making noise out here. Pricepicks.com slash gold. Promo code gold. Um, you'll love it. If you've never been on it, get on it. It's so simple, so easy. You don't have to put up big numbers. Whatever you put in, Prize Picks is going to match with that promo code Gold. Okay, you put in fifty bucks, they're going to put in fifty bucks for you. You'll have a hundred. So check that out. Give Prize Picks a look. Daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, let's do some. Let's do some takeaways. Did I miss anything on my notes? No, no, no. Okay, we're good. We're good. We're good. All right. Let's go all the way down to the bottom. Let's start from the bottom and go up. Tim Carey. Not Jim Carey, Tim Carey. It was bullshit. Purdy's not going to play a game in three weeks. We're going in losing two out of three games. Momentum means everything. And hey, I just talked about that a little bit. I'm not exactly... I think a lot of people would react to that. Like, oh my gosh, you're you're overreacting. But I, I do think there's a little bit of that there. I do think there's a little bit of that there. Now the 49ers could go into the first round of the playoffs, whether it was the Rams or the uh, Buccaneers or the Eagles and just beat the brakes off that team. And maybe none of this matters, but I do think there's a little something there. 
The 49ers have lost two out of the last three. And yes, this game was a glorified preseason contest, but I'm not discounting the idea that it means something. Basil, Moody didn't put me in a good mood. Boom. You know what? There's actually, let me do it. Let me do it. Come on. Is it here? Drums? No. Drums. There it is. Volume up. Let me click it. <laughs> Did it play? It, I, it doesn't look like it play. I, but there's this drum sound effects built into the podcast. And I clicked it, but I didn't see the little audio thing pop up. But maybe it doesn't pop up for that. Hopefully you heard it. If not, it was a boomch. So. Sorry, Basil. I'm sure Moody's not in a good mood either. Gunner IX. Our depth is concerning. If any player in the second team needs to, needs to play in significant time in the playoffs, we are getting cooked. Sorry, I had to clear my throat a little bit. I, I agree and I disagree. There's a difference between the majority of the players being on the field, second and third stringers, you know, and that being the product that we see versus a, a second stringer being supplemented in with the starters. You know, if you're, if you're a second, let's say you are Daryl Luter Jr. Who got beat, got cooked for a deep touchdown. It looked like it was on him. Could have been on the safety, but if it wasn't on Daryl Luter Jr., that means they were like double covering the five yard out route. Like who gives a shit about that if they're throwing deep, but, Let's say he had to come in because Diomedor Lenore went down with a you know a knee or an ankle sprain. Just making shit up, I'll knock for you. I don't think Darrell Luter Jr. struggles to the ex- like you know what I mean. He's out still out there with Nick Bosa, with Chase Young, with Eric Armstead, who is hoping to be back for the playoffs, with Javon Hargrave. You know you're still supplemented with the good talent that's out there. So I understand what you're saying. The second team did look rough in many many areas today. But I think that looks different if it's on a team with the starters, you know, and you're just replacing your one guy. Milo, 49ers content creators jumping on Darnold for the fumble, but he made some good throws, but receivers dropping cost him and a big, big team, team big time. I mean, I, I'm not jumping on him for the fumble. The dude was kind of running for his life and he did an opportunity to throw it away, which is obviously what he should done. But in that situation, you're just trying to create something. And especially in his situation where he's thrown the ball successfully deep multiple times and they were both dropped. You know, you, you don't really have the confidence to just throw it up to a receiver. He should have thrown it away. He didn't. He tried to get by the helmet, hit the ball, knocked it free. Rams covered game over. But I'm, I'm not really going to get on Sam Darnold for that just because he was. The offensive line in front of him was not good, which we understand. But yeah, I mean, he was just trying to make something happen. Danny boy. Hawkins should get a legit shot at the Rockstar next season. Cut Conley and activate Danny Gray. The game didn't matter, but watching Darnold was a real chore. Yeah, it was it was up and down. But again, how much do you put on Darnold when everything around him is, is falling apart as well? Um, Hawkins did have – he played in his – really his first game. Um, what was his first name? Taylor Hawkins, right? Played in his first ever game and got his first ever interception. He was activated from the practice squad earlier this week. So that was cool, exciting to see. Cool to see. Um, I don't know what the deal is with Danny Gray. He's kind of been participating in practice, but he hasn't been activated. I don't know that he will be activated. His window is probably going to close soon. We'll see. I don't know. Chris Conley didn't necessarily put anything on tape that would you know, make the 49ers feel like they should go with him over Danny Gray. But at the same time, neither is Danny Gray, other than the fact that he's a high draft choice for them. So it's getting weird, getting weird with the old Danny Gray. 
Niners and Dubs, McLeod and Connolly need to hit the jugs machine. Yes, they do. Those are your two big drops. Yukon Huskies, 2000. Moody will cost us. Robbie Gold. Anyone else besides Farrell get injured today? I know they said Taylor Hawkins had a little bit of a wrist thing. You had Farrell, which, like you mentioned, and I think that was it, which is uh, no matter what the result of this game is, you need to realize that a massive win was no key star player got hurt. End of story. That's a win. Moving on. Mike McVay, at least this game didn't matter, but damn, Moody. This is the second game your failures contributed to the loss. Seriously, though, I could care less. Rest up, win the next three games. That is all that matters. Go Niners, be safe. Hashtag striking gold fam. Appreciate you, Mike. So, Graz, Shanny's Darnold is the same as previous Darnold. Yeah, he made some throws, but uh, I don't think, you know, there was such a, a conversation about how Darnold, like, could earn himself some serious money in this game and maybe be an audition for another team. I didn't see any of that. He made some throws. Nothing. I mean, he had some tight window throws. He had that touchdown to, uh, to Ronnie Bell, who looks shaky as ever for whatever reason. He looked like he also officially entered Shanahan's doghouse by running a shit route and right in front of Shanahan, who put his folder in front of his mouth, even though the camera was looking at him from an angle that didn't, the folder didn't cover, and he was like, "What are you doing?" So that was that was a that looked like a doghouse moment for the old uh, Ronnie Bell. Yeah, Donald was just okay. I didn't see anything that other teams are going to be you know calling his agent about. Two awful misses by Moody does not inspire confidence. No, it does not, nor should it. Congrats to Beal and Hawkins for their first career sack and inter- interception. Glad you mentioned Georgia defensive end Robert Beal, rookie, got his first sack on Carson Wentz on the run. It was an impressive sack, too. Wentz was trying to make a miss. Didn't happen. Could absolutely see us playing the Rams in two weeks. Hey, you heard me. As can I. As do I. I think they have a good chance of beating the Lions. I agree. I agree. Jesus Martinez. Or Jesus Martinez. Hopefully you don't, you know, one or the other. A field goal or a couple of caught passes away from a W. Uh, To me, that's a fantastic takeaway. And they don't always have to be complicated. A field goal. Or a couple of catches away from a W. And they were. And they were. And they were passes dropped by non-starting receivers. You know, so I think that Jesus slash Jesus, whichever one you go by, I'm not I'm not being condescending, I promise. Kind of, you know, that's that's a good little bit of wisdom to pass on to everybody. Should have won, didn't win, not a huge deal. Chris Purvis, biggest takeaway for me is Moody is Moody bad game. And offense didn't get him in a position to get another chance at one. Very concerned about him on this playoff run. <clears throat> another clear my voice again. Uh, I think you should be concerned. I think everybody is right to be concerned about Jake Moody. You have every right to be concerned about Jake Moody until he makes a big kick. He's made kicks. I'm not taking those away from him. And he's made hella extra points. And he just happened to miss one today. But until he makes a clutch kick, you know, that one that really pushes them over the edge. I think everybody's, I think it's fair for everybody to be concerned, especially for a kicker that they used a third round pick on. Like if you're going to do that, they need to be good. So far, I don't think anybody can classify Jake Mooney as good yet. He could be. Too fresh. I tried not to expect too much from the second, third, and fourth string players. But drop passes, wrong routes, Missed tackles and bad coverage. Rough to watch. 
but let's get these playoffs rolling. Hashtag striking gold fam. Hashtag draft Brendan Rice. Brendan Rice, USC receiver. Let me double check. Brendan Rice. Boop, 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 boop. Yes, USC receiver. USC Trojans wide receiver. This year, he had 45 catches for 791 yards and a spicy 12 touchdowns. 6'3", 210 pounds. I like it. He's from USC. We'll see. We'll see. I'll have to watch him more. I don't I don't know him. Well, okay. Let me back this up. Is that the son of Jerry Rice? It is. <laughs> I'm sitting here talking about him like some random fool, just saying the name, last name Rice over and over without ever equating the two. Man, imagine like I got I need to watch Brendan Rice's little season highlights. Because, I mean, imagine one of the best route runners to ever play the game is, or it might be the best, is just your dad. The greatest wide receiver to ever play is your dad. And he just, he's the one that gets to coach you on how to play receiver. Interesting. I'm going to have to look him up right now. I'm literally clicking on it. I'm halfway, halfway, like contemplating, literally watching his highlights during this podcast. Like, you guys can't see them, which, but I'm watching them. And that's how it's going to be. I'm not going to do that started to all right brendan rice i'll check it out the lineage is there last but certainly not least jeffrey k lyles at lyles movie files does that get any better jeffrey k lyles at lyles movie files like that is so fun to say never gonna get old appreciate you jeffrey he said just hoping to avoid any major injuries so that was a major win today absolutely could be the most important win out of everything you know a the most important win out of a loss. The most important thing today was that no major injuries to major players. Glad to see Ray Ray back in action and the continued exposure of the Eagles. Let's sit back T.O. style with our popcorn and enjoy the games next weekend. Yeah, it's going to be a, it's going to be a, a frustrating experience having to wait so long before we know who the 49ers, you know, are going to face, but whatever. Enjoy it. Again, please, if you're going to do one thing for me, just enjoy this season. I know we want the 49ers to go all the way. It's, the, you know, it, it would imagine takeaway time after a Super Bowl win. But, it, you know, I just want to make sure no matter what you enjoy this season, because you most of you guys, if you've been a 49ers fan for long, you know what it's like to go through those seasons where five wins seem awesome. So enjoy it. Enjoy this time. Enjoy the fact the 49ers are competitive and uh, just hope that they get it done. All right, everybody. I think that's it. That's it. That's it. Again, don't overreact to uh, what was a glorified preseason game, but you are right to uh, to be concerned about the 49ers field goal kicker situation. Everything else should be okay. Hopefully the 49ers can use this rest to come out in the divisional round, whether it's against the Rams, um, the Eagles, the Buccaneers, to just come out absolutely on fire. Absolutely hungry and on fire. That's what you're going to want to see. But you're going to have to wait a couple weeks to see it. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. If you want to leave a little bit of extra love for Striking Gold, uh, jump on whatever app you listen to it. Leave us a five-star review. Write some words if you want to. But as I always say, the ultimate form of support is just you being here listening. So I appreciate you guys. I'm Rob. This is Striking Gold. And for... 
regular season onto the playoffs, we're signing out.